Welcome to episode six. Let's talk about menopause. It's a subject often not discussed. Many symptoms are associated with it and it's time we talked about it openly. It can be a wonderful time of transition and to really take stock and be who you want to be and do what you want to do. Taking time and resting is often very helpful, but often not a priority. We talked to two women about their transition into menopause, Charlotte and Debbie. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Just a disclaimer, Sarah and Leanne are not doctors and these are simply their opinions and beliefs. So if you are in any doubt, please do get a medical opinion. Menopause. So let's talk first of all about what is menopause. So we have pre-menopause, which is obviously before any um, major changes have happened. And then perimenopause is the time leading up to menopause. And then menopause is when you haven't had a period for a year. And you know about the normal um, symptoms of menopause that people talk about, the hot flushes and that kind of thing. But actually, um, in younger women, hot flushes may not be one of the major symptoms. Um, and I, for my own menopause, haven't had any hot flushes hardly at all. So what have been your symptoms? Um, so my main symptom, my first symptom was um, irregular periods. Mm-hmm. So kind of missing one and then maybe not having one for a few months and yeah. then it would come back for a bit. And, and how old were you then? Uh, 42 okay so and so I went to the GP yeah and they sent me for uh, like a test because they thought maybe it was it can be a sign of um I don't know I think is it like cervical cancer yeah yeah yeah. so they sent me for and there was no nothing like that so they did a blood test they said no no everything you know your hormone levels are normal Mm -hmm. and then I noticed kind of worsening PMT not like really bad but just I would ne- I'd never had it before yeah so just what, headaches what you, okay. so headaches yeah. feeling tired um, maybe like migraines as well that kind of thing um, and I noticed that my cycle got closer together for a few years then further apart and I'd kind of miss a few and then the spaces got bigger and bigger between mm-hmm. and then it just ceased altogether. Um, but the symptoms that I... The most troubling symptoms for me were... Well, the ones that worried me the most, I would say, yeah. is heart palpitations. Yeah. So I had those quite quite badly. And I did actually go to the GP and they then sent me off and I had to have one of those monitors on for seven days mm-hmm. and there was nothing wrong with my heart. Yeah. Um, and the headaches and migraine is probably my worst symptoms. I haven't really had the anxiety and depression thing. No, I mean, I... But you have that in I get way. Well, not depression, or, but anxiety. No, yeah. I am quite an anxious person anyway, but that hasn't really changed. Yeah. It may get slightly worse at times. Um, but the main thing for me is when I have the symptoms, so my symptoms come cyclically, mm-hmm. you know, I'm... And I think when I have those three or four days where I feel really fatigued and headachey and tired, 
I just cancel everything and just don't do very much and then it passes yeah and so so far um, I've been quite lucky but I'm obviously still really classed as perimenopausal yeah um, but I feel that since my cycle stopped completely the symptoms have got much less mm. so how long has it been since you've had a bleed I don't know six seven months right something like that and it's a year isn't it that yeah it's a year you get classed as yeah. being menopausal yeah 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 um, but some of the some I have there's some symptoms I haven't had at all um, I mean I've had you know things like hair loss I haven't really noticed mm-hmm. I mean I've noticed maybe my hair's not as thick as it was when I was in my 20s mm-hmm. um, but some women and this is more I think if women start menopause slightly older they have real problems with v- vaginal tissue or vaginal yeah. tissue um, where they can't even go horse riding or bike riding because it tears and they had no idea why. Yeah. Um, and actually, you know, the GP can prescribe um, estrogen, I think it's estrogen, or some kind of pessary, and actually that solves the problem for yeah. them completely. So it's just awareness that these many varying symptoms can be part of um, menopause. Um, and the other thing that I wanted to draw your attention to is the genetic kind of link with sensitivity to hormones so some people are just more sensitive to hormones some people just don't notice Mm -hmm. Um, and the way that you can improve your sensitivity to hormones there's been a load of research on um, gut microbiota Mm -hmm. you know so eating a fiber complex fiber rich diet and lots of plants um, has been shown to really help with those massive fluctuations in estrogen yeah um, and particularly particularly berries and green leafy veg mm-hmm. um, they did a study I haven't got the I read it I read it and then forgot to write down the the actual um, and I would assume study, you know things like because it eating organic and trying to limit meat and things that will have hormones in it that must help and well it's about, what de- about de- caffeine and alcohol and yeah like that so and, and i think that's a personal thing so alcohol definitely mm. is not good because that increases inflammation and um and i think and it's the same with caffeine some people can't have caffeine at all some people i mean i have probably one or two cups of tea a day but mm. Um, I think that's a very personal thing, but it's about reducing inflammation in the body. And a lot of people can't afford to eat organic, but they could probably afford to not eat meat. Yeah, or um, dairy. Dairy's really inf- inf- causes can, lots of inflammation. Can be, yeah. Body. But I think uh, what I would say to people is, it's not you know, if you say to people go on a completely plant-based diet, they would be like, oh my god. Yeah. But I think it's just, it's just about eating more plants. Yeah. Eating more plants, um, and then you you increase your gut microbiome which is not just good for menopause it's good for health in general because yeah. you in, you reduce that kind of inflammation um, because what what they now realise and I didn't know this either before I looked into it is that there's a lot of oestrogen receptors in the gut yeah. so the other thing that in fact this is a symptom that I've had just for the last few months I would say is IBS type symptoms so when I probably would normally have a cycle and I get these um, menopausal symptoms. Well, yeah, they are menopausal symptoms. Um, I get uh, kind of IBS symptoms, which I've not had since my early 20s. Mm-hmm. So, like, really 
I've got to be very careful what I eat. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, that that's not very nice. But then it 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 goes after you know three or four days. Mm-hmm. So kind of IBS is another another symptom that is troubling. Yeah. Um, so have you considered? Um, have you looked into HRT and things like that? Which is that something that you would consider doing, or what's your view on that? So I think HRT for many women is a lifesaver, and there's a lot of misinformation about there about HRT. Um, HRT um, taken in patch form is extremely safe for for most women. Um, the oral HRT I think has got some risk factors, but you're more likely to get breast cancer from drinking half a glass of wine a day than you are from taking HRT. So mm-hmm. I think I think for some women, I think that you know I I think they you know make that appointment with the GP and and talk through your options because I don't I mean I personally haven't taken HRT because I don't think my symptoms are bad enough mm. um, I don't really need to um, I've seen a mixture it. you know I haven't I've not got to the point of being perimenopause and I don't know what choice I'd make personally but with my clients I've seen a mixture of how people have responded to HRT I've had you know seven year old women in who took HRT and the doctor said you can't take it any longer and then has had to experience all the menopausal stuff in her 70s because it doesn't just make it disappear at some point you will have to experience things but I think it just it's a it's a getting a balance isn't it it's kind of you need to take it if you need to take it yeah but but I think if you take if you take um things like patches or you have patches um you can reduce it gradually yeah so I think you can smooth the irritant Mm. by um by taking HRT Mm. and I think for some women and particularly women who um start having severe anxiety and depression and instead of being prescribed um medications to treat the depression and the anxiety actually a little bit of HRT can really help that so I I don't think that all women who come off HRT suddenly go through menopause I think that you can you can manage it and actually smooth the transition um, and some women only need to take it for a year, you know, yeah. and they don't need to take it for very long. I think um, it I don't think it's about on your thing. approach to menopause. Yeah, I, I come from it more of the kind of psychological, spiritual, emotional view, whereas I think lots of women are just looking at the kind of physical um, ailments and seeing that they just want to cure that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and there is, and that's what HRT does really, doesn't it? It yeah. kind of, it deals with that side of it. But yeah. I think it's getting the balance. Dealing with that side of it, if you're really suffering, then absolutely deal with that side of it. But then also look at the other side is ultimately your 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 body is changing. It's a rite of passage going from being, you know, the person, the woman that is there for everybody else into your, that now your body is for yourself. Your body before has been dedicated by nature to procreate. And yeah. now your body is for you. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. time for you to kind of go within and look at where you are in your life. Ask yourself, you know, are you living the life that you want to be living and make changes? And, you know, it must be hard in, in a kind of youth obsessed, um, very kind of uh, hyper sexualized society. It's, it's, it's hard for women to go get through that transition, I think, because you're losing you know your skin starts to suffer doesn't it and there's lots of things that are happening yeah, yeah, with the yeah. aging process and then on top of that you know you've, you've got this fluctuations in hormones which will be affecting you and on all kinds of ways but embracing 
the fact that this is a change going from being about other people to being all about you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that has really helped. The people, the women that I've seen that have kind of gone through it and really embraced it and gone within and give themselves space and just, you know, learnt to not just carry on as normal. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not yeah. try and do everything that they used to do. Yeah, yeah. And and, and, and that's what I've done. And, and I mm. think that's why I've kind of come off it quite lightly. I mean, I have had you know, the odd massage and acupuncture as well, just to help me along the way with the kind of ache, achy side of it. Um, and, I, and, I, and I completely agree with that, but I guess for some women it's not practical. They have to do two jobs. They have to... Yeah. They've got three small kids at home that, they're, yeah. that they are and often responsible for. And looking and after elderly parents yeah, as well. There's all of these things. So I think that it is, but those women should not feel bad no. about taking HRT if but it's they required. Should ideally start looking at making space themselves you know absolutely and putting themselves because ultimately they can't you can't help all these other people if you're then starting to drown no 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 which is what i've i've yeah, seen yeah, 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 is yeah. it gets to the point that then there's like breakdowns yeah. or serious illnesses yeah happen um because yeah. they've not given themselves the space yeah and it is hard but it's just got to be make it a priority yeah, no, I, um, and I and, and really workplaces should be more understanding. I think that's a lot of the problem is that we're still in a very patriarchal society, mm-hmm. and people are embarrassed about talking about it. Still, there's still shame yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, oh, to say I'm now menopausal, especially if you're quite young, yeah, um, in a, in you're working a, in a workplace to something that you're dealing with anyway to then yeah. have to start talking to people about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the kind of and it's you know it's the same as the the jokes that are around about women when they've got PMS. It's a similar sort of yeah, thing, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. There's all that kind yeah. of. Or yeah. you don't want to go near a menopausal woman; they'll no. kind of blow yeah. your head off. Or you yeah, know. I mean, I think there's there's a huge amount of women who have no symptoms at all. I mean, I have friends who yeah, that it's the period stopped and they've you know nothing's really changed and. Um, and I think that is, if I look at those those women, um, they have got space in their lives to be able to do things for themselves, but also they eat a really healthy plant-based diet. I mean, yeah. all of them eat that. I mean, they eat meat as well, m- m- some of them. Um, but it's about really smoothing the estrogen out by eating plants yeah. and you know, feeding the gut. Um, and I think you can do a lot by doing that. Um, but I just think if people are listening to this and they are at the end of their tether and, they, and they're worried about taking HRT because they think that they're going to get some kind of horrible cancer. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Definitely. You know, it's, it's not, it's, it's just not true. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is, of course, if you're very young and you're going through menopause, um, so before the age of, I think, I can't, I'm not a doctor, so I don't want to, you know, lay out claims here. But if you're young going through HRT, sorry, young going through menopause, it's very advisable to take HRT because it, it's a heart protective. Yeah. Um, and I think it's really important if you're, um, I think below the age of 45, mm-hmm. that you that you go and visit the GP and have a chat with them about that. And uh, um, I mean, I think I'm just over that at 47. Um, so by the time I don't have a period for a year, I'll probably be 48-ish. Yeah. And it's like, well, should I be thinking about HRT? I mean, it's probably not very safe for me to um, to take it um, because I've got this weird blood condition. So I don't want to um, increase clotting or anything like that. But um, 
Yeah, it is probably a conversation I should have with a GP about yeah. should I take some kind of HRT just to um, protect my heart just yeah. for a while. I don't know what the answer is there. Yeah. But I, I just, you know, women should not feel alone. There are so many symptoms uh, that one can have. Yeah. From heart palpitations to low mood to gut problems. Um, you know, the hot flashes is the one that particularly, I think, if you have your kind of classic menopause, late 40s, early 50s, mm-hmm. that's the kind of thing that you have. But I've only had a slight a slight warming of the cheeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and nothing else, really. So, yeah. And, yeah, I think if you are going to go down the HRT route, then, yeah, definitely my advice or what I've seen other women doing is, is still making sure that they are looking after their mm. emotional, psychological yeah. and spiritual well-being. They're not just no. masking over the no, kind of physical no. symptoms. And if you and if you can afford it, acupuncture for, for menopause is incredible. I mean, for me, it's I think maybe maybe that's why I don't have many symptoms because I've I, I have had acupuncture and it, it is amazing. Yeah. Uh, well, it's, it's incredible at balancing um, hormonal fluctuations anyway yeah. or maybe your sensitivity to those fluctuations yeah um, but if but you know not every i understand that not everybody can um can do that and, and yoga and exercise in generally yeah. is good for um for those kind of things as well and i find that well, exercise the increase is of um osteoporosis no they say kind of weight bearing exercise yeah. is really yeah, important yeah, 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 to yeah, keep yeah. your bones strong yeah the lack of estrogen you've not got enough and the and the only other thing that i actually i haven't talked about is supplementation and Mm. kind of vitamins and i think there's there's a couple of vitamins that are really important in um menopause and it's vitamin d which obviously helps with the bone health health as well um b6 and b12 or just a b supplement yeah because that really helps with um hormone hormonal um stuff yeah um, and magnesium. Yeah. And with magnesium. There's loads of herbal things. And again, I'm not a herbalist, but I know. Oh no, yeah, take... for symptoms. Yeah. For symptoms, but the these are kind of the three that I would I think are really good to help the body. Yeah. Um, but there are there's all sorts of stuff. Black cohosh and yeah. sage for hot flushes and mm. there, there's a whole myriad of stuff out there. But um, I am not qualified to talk about that. So. <laughs> no, I don't know enough about no, it. No, no, no. But yeah, I think they are kind of, as a society, our whole outlook on menopause needs to be changed. I think there's kind of, um, well, it's the ageing, women, especially women ageing, don't don't really get much attention anymore, do they? And they, it's no. kind of like they're forgotten about. And whereas in like tribal society, the wise woman would have such a important role in yeah. society. Whereas I feel like nowadays they're kind of just... I'll be, I'll be your wise woman, Leanne. Thank you. <laughs> Although sometimes I think you're more wise than me. <laughs> and I think that's the, um, you know, finding a new mean, meaning to your life. That's what I think is the, trans- that's to me the kind of transition of yeah. menopause is yeah, yeah, yeah. really going within what, what it is that you want to no, no, be I for agree. yourself. I totally agree with you, but yeah. No, and totally it must be really hard, like you say, when you've got young children or you've got older parents yeah, to be yeah, looking yeah. after and you've still got to be still giving so much. Yeah. Um, but... I think you just have to be a bit selfish. Yeah, and, I agree. And just, you know, make that time. And it can be as little as just, you know, making sure at the end of the day you're having 
putting time aside for yourself, however that is, instead of sitting there and turning the television on and just becoming like brain dead, doing things that are more about self-care, so having hot baths or I don't know, whatever it is, going for a walk or doing things that you, you know, maybe painting or being, doing something creative or... Yeah. I mean, interestingly, in lockdown, when we were completely locked down for those three months, I had no symptoms whatsoever. Really? Yeah. Because there's no stress. Well, there's no demand on me at all. Yeah. You know, apart from making sure that there was food Mm -hmm. for people to eat. Um, I didn't have to get ready for anything or get kids ready for anything or... Yeah, so I, I, I agree with you. But I think our top tips would be definitely nutrition. Yeah. Isn't it? Plants, time for yourself, um, vitamins, and don't beat yourself up at all about going for the HRT. Yeah, definitely. It's all about risk benefit, isn't it? Welcome to our first guest, Charlotte. Hi, Charlotte. Hi. So my first question for you is, when did you start noticing changes where you started thinking, hmm, this may be the menopause? So I would have been um, probably about 39 um, when I first started noticing some changes, but they're more obvious with hindsight than at the actual time. Yeah, I know. I know what you mean. I, it's a familiar story. Yeah. And and so when when did your kind of cycle start going haywire? So it really started going haywire probably when I was about um, forty two. So, but it was about two years around this time. Um, it was all a bit crazy. So I went to my GP and I had to insist on hormone tests, and they came postmenopausal. And you were still having a cycle? Um, At that point, I'd gone four months without a bleed. Um, They came back postmenopausal, and I was also feeling absolutely crap Um, mentally, emotionally. um, There wasn't any of the usual things that people might associate with menopause, which is what makes it harder because you, you. you haven't got those key things happening yeah because they often ask you don't they they say so so are you think you're menopausal so are you having hot flush and it's and it's like well no, no. <laughs> but i am having all these other things yeah absolutely um and so what what was weird though was that then several months later i actually got my cycle back for a few months so spoke to the gp again i've been holding off on hrt as well um spoke to my gp and she said you could do this for ages where you're going in and out of um menopause and peri but your hormone levels are going to be very low and uh, and did she offer you because obviously you were very young and the benefits of hrt in young women far outweigh the the risks so did she offer you hrt quite quickly yeah absolutely yeah she did i mean i'm really really fortunate that both of the gps that i like to see at my surgery one's a guy one's a woman they're both actually really very very good but this is not the situation for a lot of women across the country no because yeah yeah no because they're often fobbed off so what was your worst symptom my worst symptoms have been um, emotional and mental, actually. I would say um, depression, anxiety, brain fog, 
um, yeah. all of those types of things, which of course can be attributed to lots of other different things yeah. in life. So yeah. certainly, you know, I'd had a stressful time and other GPs that I'd seen, not my own, before I started insisting on hormone testing, had offered me antidepressants. And I thought, I yeah. know, I'm, I'm not, I know I'm not depressed. Yes, I have moments of depression, but I don't believe this is the underlying problem. Something else is going on here yeah. Yeah, um, yeah yeah and if i'd accepted that at that point um it would have just masked everything potentially for maybe another six months or so yeah. meanwhile my hormone levels are getting lower and lower setting me up for potential health problems in the future yeah and you know the difficulty is 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 that because there's such fluctuation in hormone levels mm. depending on when you get tested it's just a moment in time isn't it so yeah absolutely so yeah. you don't know yeah. you don't know what um yeah. you know what what's going on so gosh yeah. so how how do you feel now i feel heaps better absolutely i'm i'm 6 months into hrt and it's taken a long time to um reach the right dose and type because the younger you are the more estrogen you need so I'm for example I'm on a, actually on a 150 patch um, initially I was given a 50 patch that's considered low dose for someone who's 44 there's an awful lot of women walking around on HRT not feeling well and they're just not on a high enough dose um, yeah. but yeah. with GPs not necessarily having the specialist training it can be quite hard, I think, for them to prescribe confidently. That's the sort of message I'm getting from, you know, speaking to various different people, including specialists. Yeah, um, no, I, I totally agree with you because there's a lot of, um, I mean, if you're having it at patches or there's also pessaries, um, yep. depending on, on your symptoms. Yeah. Um, and actually the side effects of the patches are much lower. You don't tend to have those risks associated with um you know the the danger thing so i mean yeah. obviously some women do need oral hrt um to yeah. get to get kind of higher systemic levels um but yeah well it's been fantastic talking to you and we've got many other ladies to talk to and we really hope to raise awareness of this particularly in younger women because i am one of those as well yeah um, it's so important it just I think the thing I really want to get across is that your hormone levels will start to drop in your 30s for yeah. a, a lot of women. Yeah. And your first symptoms are going to be potentially depression, anxiety, yeah. overwhelm, inability to cope with things that you normally managed really, really well. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. And, and that's where the point where you can take action and start to do things to help balance your hormones and just, yeah. just to keep on top of what's actually happening to you. Yeah. Oh, thank yeah. you so thank much, Charlotte. Brilliant. Thank, thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Welcome to our second guest, Debbie. Debbie here from Debbie Walker, from the, the founder of Sawara Sound Academy, and she's going to be talking to us about her experience of menopause. So hello, Debbie. Hi, Debbie. Hello, Leanne and Sarah. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Thank you for inviting me here. Yeah, well, I loved, um, I've chatted to you a few times about your experience of menopause and um, just really liked your kind of view on it and how you really kind of embraced 
embraced it but it took you a bit of time didn't it to really to to do that to to surrender yeah yeah it did because I mean I looked I looked for answers everywhere really um I looked for you know in books on the internet um I suppose for for quite a long time um because there was very little out there if you like um that would allow us um freedom Mm-hmm. to explore what we were feeling or what I was feeling. Yeah. So, you know, it all went down the very Western route um, of... Um, sorry, that was just the printer. <laughs> bit of life stuff going on. Uh, yeah, so, it, you know, there was nothing that would, uh, like, take my hand, if you like, and mm-hmm. show me the way. I had to kind of find my own way with it, really. And what age were you? Well, do you know what? Retrospectively, I I believe I was in menopause for about 10 years, but but I didn't know it. Um, and it only kind of came to what I would say light when I was about 50, 51, 52, mm-hmm. where I started to get real symptoms, you know, the hot sweats, um, the you know, really flushes. Uh, which I actually found very interesting, you know, how your body can do that. I'm, an, I'm, an, uh, I'm a nurse, so it was a very interesting experience. I didn't mind them so much because I thought the body was very clever. But it was kind of, for me, it was the emotional and the mental side that was was actually the worst, to be honest. Yeah, and that, but not enough people talk about that. I think there's a lot of the kind of medical um, symptoms that people talk about, like you say, the hot, the hot flushes and the vaginal dryness and the you know the lack of sex drive and all those kind of things but there doesn't seem to be enough really with the kind of emotional psychological spiritual side of things that people just seems to get forgotten about well and I think women don't don't recognize that they that that is what it is I'm feeling really anxious you know they go to the doctor and they get prescribed or depressed yeah yeah, medication Yeah. yeah I mean, the personal journey I kind of went on was um, I really thought I was ill. I really, really thought I had some sort of life-limiting illness. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe if I'd gone to the doctors, I probably would have got some sort of diagnosis to validate all the feelings that I was feeling physically within myself. The pains in my body were real. You know, the nerve yeah. pains were real, real in the body. And they, have I they, think have they I... passed now then? Pardon? They've passed now, the pains in your body. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, it was, I mean, I work um, with sound therapy and meditation. So I was able to kind of go into my body and see that that something wasn't right, but I didn't know what it was. Um, But I just kept diligently using what I call my tools. Yeah. And they would sort of help for a while. Um, and then I'd sort of have to go into what you call a hibernation mode. Yeah. So for me, I actually stopped working. Um, I, I'm a sort of, I'm a teacher and I stopped, I'm a self-employed teacher, and I stopped working for six months once I realised actually what was happening. Yeah. And I was in full-blown menopause. I thought, okay, I need to honour myself through this process. Yeah. Um, and, you know, plus, plus I had low confidence my self-esteem was on the floor I yeah. felt really lost alone I felt numb I felt dumb 
you yeah. know, all these feelings that nobody, and I couldn't find that anybody else was feeling those feelings. So I thought, oh, well, I'm actually depressed and I'm going a bit loopy. Yeah. So this is a great subject that you're both bringing up here, to be honest. Yeah, yeah because so many women feel the same as you. So when you um, were going through these symptoms, um, were you still bleeding every month? No, I hadn't had a bleed for, um, I think my last bleed was about when I was about 51, 52 right, okay. maybe. Well, I made, I'm 55 now. Um, so, yeah, I would say about 51, 52 was my last bleed. Um, okay. So, I mean, I knew I was in full-scale menopause beyond the symptoms of what they say on <laughs> on the media. Um, yeah. And and for me, I think it was the fact I felt so lost. Yeah. You know, um, I've always had a purpose. I know what my purpose is. And then suddenly that was literally a big side swipe came along and took it away from me. Yeah. And um, I think that's the case, isn't it? I think because, I mean, I've not been through menopause. I'm, I'm, I don't think I'm perimenopausal yet, but I have kind of, worked a lot with women that have been going through menopause and the ones that kind of seem to really embrace it and see it as a, a life passage and understand that there is you know it's, it's the the typical metaphor of the cocoon isn't it you kind of have to go into the dark yes and just keep like you say like hibernate and I know that's difficult for lots of women nowadays because look if you're working there's kind of a stigma attached isn't there to menopause and people kind of taking time off work or giving themselves space but it's it's kind of it's so needed I would say to be honest it is necessary um because you know I feel for myself personally by you know going and swimming against the stream of you know using my modalities and using this that and the other you know I've got the creams I got um little things that you pop into your pants that you know are meant to help I mean, I literally got everything that is out there for menopause. Yeah. And I know for some women that actually does work. For me, nothing worked except um, literally taking some time out and yeah. to take time. So I took six months off and literally allowed myself to cry when I needed to. Yeah. Um, to go into what I call a cave I wrote I wrote a lot in that time you know it was a a real expression thing that I could do and I feel strongly that it was a real passage of rights yeah and if I was in a community that celebrated that and supported me through that it would have been so much easier because I did feel very alone yeah yeah and I think that's the thing I think what happens in in menopause and particularly talking about myself here is uh, that you can cope with less so on those days that I feel like so I I don't have really bad symptoms at all just to put that out there but when when I I'm supposed to have a cycle I get this flare-up of symptoms like you described the terrible kind of pains in my shoulders and my neck and my back headaches fatigue feeling you know really out of sorts and I just rest for those three days and just cancel all appointments and then I it really does help um and I think it's important to get the message out there that it's okay to do that yeah definitely 
I think it's it's approaching it in different ways. There's like, you know, Debbie started off, it sounds like, you know, approaching it as in, I want to cure this. And like, like you said, like slapping the creams and all the gadgets and things that are out there. But it's it's kind of like, it's not an illness. It's not mm. something that needs to be cured. It's something that is an experience. It's a transition. Yeah. And that ultimately yeah. is about going within, giving yourself space. And that's, that's the difference. It's like, we need to be approaching menopause differently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rather I mean, than... it's like a rebirth, isn't it? Yeah, it is, absolutely. Well, I haven't been through it again, I keep saying, yeah, but, but it's I've a transition. It. I've it's seen a transition. It and... It's now time, now is your time. Yeah, the time that you're letting go of your role as the life giver and, you know, bringing, yeah, looking yeah. after everybody else. Yeah. And then it's it's time to turn within and become the person that you want yeah, to yeah, be. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's how I see it anyway, and become the wise woman. And that's what I've seen in you, Debbie, is that it's yeah. been, you know, beautiful to watch you just everything that you've done with the, you know really embracing turning into the silver queen that you are you know like <laughs> letting your hair all turn silver and all the yeah. things that you've done I'll, I mean I, I know for me um one of the the greatest cathartic moments and I'd like just like to um you know express this because this was really important turning point for me mm-hmm in that you know from the at the caterpillar to the cocoon to the butterfly side of things mm-hmm. was I was in a in a tent in a wood in Devon with a group of people and I got poorly I got I got a fever and I decided to take myself off to my tent mm-hmm. and in that tent the fever rose the fever rose and I became quite delirious and in that moment, I was rocking my body uh, with a temperature very high. Now, this was a couple of years ago now. And what I saw was I saw myself in bone form and mm-hmm. all I had was my skin. So it was, it was just my papery, thin skin keeping my bones intact. And I was in a fetal position on the floor within a cave. And in that moment, I saw myself go back to my bones Mm. and that was the moment that I realized that I had to take this passage of rights and claim back my own wise woman pathway that I denied before all of that time. And what I see now is there's been a a year, a, a couple of years now, 18 months of literally rebuilding and allowing you know the the tendons the muscles the sinews everything to reform around those bones in a different structure and as Mm. soon as I accepted that moment then I could move forward in that sort of beautiful imagery yeah I'd love to be able to draw it I might give it a go one day it was so so powerful honestly yeah, or any of our listeners that can uh, yeah, yeah, draw yeah. for us. So, oh. so can I just ask a, just a quick question? If you kind of, obviously now you know all these things, looking back, yeah. if you were your, like, 10 years ago, would you have considered HRT? Oh, God, no. You I, I, unfortunately, no. I mean, I, I looked, I mean, I was in such a bad way, actually. I looked at it for about a second I did the research um, and I decided, no, it was not for me. I know many women take it, but for me, I felt it was something that I just needed to go go with. 
Um, yeah. So I'm not, you know, I'm not saying please don't take it if you feel that that is for you. But for me personally, it wasn't. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh well, thank you so much, Debbie, for chatting with us. It's been an absolute pleasure and honour to have yeah, you on. Lovely here. to speak to you. Oh, thank okay. you, and really lovely. And you know, I'm so, I'm so, so grateful that you're bringing this subject to to light because there may be somebody listening that this just a little light goes on for them, just knowing that they're not alone in all of this. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All and right, nature, thanks, everybody. You know, nature, definitely. All right, my yeah. lovelies. Take care then. Thanks, then. Take care. Bye. Thank you, everybody. Bye bye. Bye. If you like this episode, please do subscribe. You can find us on Twitter at women's underscore debate, Instagram, women's masturbate, all one word, Facebook, women apostrophe S, separate word mass, separate word debate.